to the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk. Okay, hello, welcome to episode 344 of the Self-Help Podcast with me, Ed Lamb, and my good pal, Sean Offord. Happy New Year, Sean. And Happy New Year. 2020. Yeah, well. Do you know, we're closer to 2050 than we are to 1990 now. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Someone said that on, online, and I thought, that sounds a bit freaky. Yeah, groovy. Yeah, bring it on. What do you think? <laughs> do you think we'll still be doing this podcast in 30 years' time? Yeah, easy, <laughs> easy. Of course. I'll be I'll be coming in via a medium. So <laughs> three thousand seven hundred and something something. Yeah. I should probably work that out. Um, yeah, did you have a good crimbo in New Year? And uh, yeah, it was amazing. It's good to take a break, <clears throat> but it was kind of busy, busy. So it wasn't kind of a break, break. But yeah. it was. We actually went away for a night, which was nice. That was good. Yeah, I saw a picture actually of somewhere looking very uh, yeah. Yeah, Middleton Lodge, uh, up near Scotch Corner. Lovely. Yeah, yeah Scotch Corner, which yeah. is actually nowhere near Scotland. Yeah, no, near Scotland. Uh, and I was thinking it might even snow up there, but it didn't. Yeah. Uh, so. gutted. Yeah, we, we travel up that way quite a bit. We usually yeah. don't take that route, but I always thought driving up through. It's not, this isn't Scotch Corner, you know, we're not, yeah, even, yeah. We're not even anywhere near Newcastle. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> weird. So why, why is it called Scotch Corner? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we should, yeah. Someone, someone, please do write to us and let us know. I mean, we could probably yeah, yeah. look it up ourselves. But. Yeah, I wonder why that is. Yeah. yeah um... Yeah, livingthepresent.co.uk. Anyone out there who's perhaps getting into the self-help groove early in this decade and uh, is new to the show, do check, look yeah. us up on the website. Uh, you'll find us on Twitter and on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, so do send us a message if there's anything you would like us to discuss in an upcoming episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we love getting messages from people and we're always looking for ideas, aren't we, Sean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so you're all good to go. You're feeling supercharged for... Yeah, the decade uh, ahead. I've been uh, several decisions I've made. I'm back to running again because I had an Achilles injury, so right. I didn't run for a while. Yeah, yeah, and it was amazing. A good while, isn't it? Yeah, once I started running, it was like my body remembered. It was really weird. It felt really natural to do it. Yeah, you got really into it for a good while, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I was running like metric marathons each week. You know, like. Um, uh, 16, 18 miles, yeah. you know, in one hit kind of thing. Not bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good to hear, man. You're going to get back on that e-bike as well. Yeah, yeah. I want to do some experimenting with that, actually. Yeah. Yeah, get some, uh, get a blog post done about. Yeah. Because the, the sales trajectory of e-bikes is, like, smashing even e-cars. So a lot But it, it, it does make such a cars. huge difference <clears throat> having that motor on the bike. Mm. Because um, for me, it means if I'm using it, going around seeing people and doing stuff, I arrive and I'm not all kind of sweaty. Like me. You know, you know what I mean? Draggled. As soon as I hit a hill, I can just kick it in and you just fly up the hill. Yeah, yeah. You it's the, the future of transport, man. Electric yeah. bikes. You heard it here first, guys. Yeah. Um, should we crack on with this week's episode? Yeah, yeah. How was Christmas for you? Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was cool. <clears throat> it yeah. was a great fun. Kiddies loved it. I had a good solid two weeks away from... Um, emails and work and a lot of my clients shut down over Christmas which is perfect and my wife's a teacher so mm. it's just a great chance to yeah, yeah. change the change the uh, the mood for a couple of weeks a bit of chilling <laughs> lots of yeah. chilling lots of movie watching and the weather was pretty good good between yeah, yeah. Yeah. after Christmas so lots of walks William got a new bike for Christmas quite a serious little racing bike alright so 27th of December he's 8 years old and about like 3 feet tall 
we, we cycled to New Brighton from home and we, to meet Bethan who had gone there to meet us for lunch and then I said do you want to keep going uh, and he said yes so we went to West Kirby and then we got to West Kirby and I said do you want to keep going and we went all the way down to Williston where my in-laws live wow so we did 30 miles wow and then a day and a half later um, we had to get the bikes home and I was like what should we put in the car or do you want to ride back he said I want to ride <laughs> so we got up and we did 30 miles again the other way brilliant so brilliant. little 8 year old bombing it down the, the front at Hoy Lake there Wow. 60 miles, man, in two days. He's a little, he's a That's little machine. That's amazing, yeah. yeah. Took it very gently. It's, it, um, it's quite straightforward, really, doing that, that distance. Yeah. But I suppose it's fairly flat <coughs> along there, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a gorgeous route, though, man. I'd never, <coughs> I'd never done the whole thing. Yeah. So it's a good excuse now to... Yeah. I've got this little... Uh, you can go round and then get the ferry across to... Yeah, Liverpool. you can. <coughs> you can even Excuse get a what? ferry to land. Mm. No, from somewhere. I don't know if it's Liverpool. I was reading here and recently... Joking. Just yeah, mm-hmm. I think I don't know if it goes from Liverpool or somewhere in the world. There's a ferry to London now, which goes. Oh. I don't know. It's every day or once a week or something. But that'd be a nice little thing to do, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, yeah. So I've had a great time. But I'm feeling energised and charged for the mm. lots of work to do this year. Eh? You could get the ferry mm. over to Landed now. Yeah. And then come back along the coast. Yeah. On the bike. On the bike. Yeah. You could, yeah. Yeah. Not that far. That is. You could even camp halfway or something like that. Yeah, know. yeah. Yeah, All right, be fun. Little idea. Um, yeah, we're talking about youth versus experience today uh, because you sent me a link. Yeah, I thought that was amazing. Ago. That was amazing. <laughs> so, in, in Finland, they've got a 34 year old prime minister, female prime minister called Sanna Marin, mm. um, who she doesn't come out of nowhere reading a bit about her bio. You know, she's a bit of a rags to riches tale in her, in mm. her life. Um, first in her family to go to uni. I think she was raised by two fem- two ladies, actually, after mm. her parents separated early in her life. Yeah. In- really interesting story. Mm. She's been in politics for four years. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I just kind of kicked off this idea in your head and in, in mine then about the, the kind of youth versus experience thing. So The, the thing that hits <coughs> me is mm. the idea that age, in terms of maturity, isn't to do with years. It's to do with inner things like psychology, maybe spirit, maybe experience. But it's like I work with so many people who are effectively children. Did you make it brighter? I'm trying to brighten your screen. You want to make it brighter? And uh, you do that. There it is. I was and close. There you go. Go you on. Close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, it, it, it is a case of I can work with a 10-year-old adult and a 65-year-old child. Yeah. Yeah. And when I look at people like <laughs> Boris Johnson as a leader. Uh, academically and intellectually, he may be older, but emotionally, I see him as an adolescent or maybe even younger. Mm. You know, he doesn't have that kind of emotional maturity. No, is that something? I mean, you don't want to stop picking on people too much in politics, but is that something you see? We see a lot of in in people in positions of power. Well, when I talk about the rise... Of the, uh, in, in the world of business as well, yeah. you're talking about. When I talk about the rise of the successful psychopaths, uh, which I must turn into a book, um, it's like you've got people like Trump, like Boris, who may be financially, academically can cut it, but emotionally they don't have it. They don't have emotional maturity. Mm-hmm. Um, and they stand there, their feet like toddlers. They do. I mean, it, it's funny that. The amount of times in business where I've seen... Um, chief execs, hire directors, have a paddy literally stamp their feet like a toddler. 
you know, and go red in the face because yeah. they can't get their own way. And it's so childish. Um, but we got these guys running the world. Yeah, and I mean, I woke up this morning, very quickly checked the news. Um, and there's been some missiles launched at US air bases in Iraq by Iran, yeah. so it's pretty, it's pretty dicey territory. By the time this goes out, we could be on full-scale war, to be honest. But yeah, um, uh, yeah these are the people in charge, man. Yeah. Although I haven't checked out Sanat Marin, where where the Finns stand um, in terms of. I'm sure they're an ally of the West and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, where this, where she'll stand on uh, on this issue, perhaps I'm not. I haven't looked too much into where her politics are, to be honest. Whether she's left, right, centre, all that kind of stuff. Um, but there's no particular reason. I guess the short short version is why someone at the age of 34 couldn't be emotionally and intellectually prepared to run a country. Is there? Yeah, yeah. And and to me, that's fine. That um, it, whatever age someone is, if they have that level of emotional maturity, then they're fine. Mm-hmm. Because we, have, like I say, we have so many people that are older that don't have that. Yeah, yeah. and and is is realizing that there's a difference in a person between their physical age, their cognitive age, and their emotional age. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that some people physically <clears throat> stay younger longer. We know some people who emotionally stay younger older mm-hmm. you know, they don't they never mature yeah. emotionally um, and that's the problem I think that we're talking about if if uh, Sana is as a woman uh, is somebody who is emotionally mature there's no reason why at 34 she shouldn't be the best leader on the planet mm-hmm. no yep uh, and that's that's the bit that we have to be to be aware of but it's like if you look at people's upbringings, what is it that develops emotional maturity? Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is to do with emotional responsibility. And one of the problems with privileged-type people is it can be hard for them to develop emotional responsibility. Yeah, I mean... They have to. Uh, yeah, no, and I hang around with a few... Uh, I've got people in my extended family who are from that world of privilege, you know, and I've been hanging around that their whole lives. And in some ways, and I don't pity them, that's not the right word, but people from that world who often do end up in Westminster and in positions of power, maybe in the financial world, they've had, they've had no real chance to kind of experience real life, inverted commas, have yeah. they? So yeah. in some ways I do feel sorry for them because they're missing out on a lot of, <clears throat> you know, re- really good stuff and a chance to develop themselves, but they have, they have no awareness of how to yeah. achieve that or even whether it's valuable or not. Yeah. You know? I mean, you, you wrote down on the notes here about... Sorry about my throat. I've got the... Uh, the dreaded bug going on. It's all right. Glad I'm sitting so close to you. Yeah, it's all right. You get it too. Come on, Skype. I like like to share these things. (laughs) Um, I left home at 15, um, which was quite a tough call at the time I was just doing it. Um, But it meant I had to do a lot of learning very quickly to survive. Yeah. Learning in... Where did you move to initially? Uh, I got a job first before I left home. I did it sensibly. And then once I got the job, established the job for uh, about six weeks, and then I got a bed sitter. Did you still at school then as well? Or did you, did you ditch school? No, I did school. And in, in back along in the dark ages, you could leave school at 15. OK, right, OK. Yeah. Boys could, girls had to be 16. OK, all right. Good bit of discrimination there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, got off, you went off and got a job 
I got a job. I was an invoice clerk in a, in a publisher, a big publisher called Edward Arnold in the West End of London, mm-hmm. which was amazing because I loved books anyway. So I was immersed in books and I could go down the warehouse and read all the books. Um, and um, I got a, uh, a bed sitter in a big mansion flat on the edge of Chelsea um, with a, a woman who was a bit loony and her son. And I had a room in the flat there. Do you remember it well? Um, oh yeah, yeah. It was a, it was it was a good good time. You know, it was like I say, it was tough. Yeah. Uh, and I had to do a lot of growing up quickly. Yeah. Um, I guess I learned a lot about life. Mm. I had to to survive. You know. Yeah. Yeah, which is a good thing. Yeah. Well, reading a bit about this this this, this uh, lady. Prime Minister, so her. I did, there's a standard .co.uk article I'll link to, so you can learn a bit more about her upbringing. But um, she did the usual school and uni stuff, but she also got a job like when she was 15, working in a bakery and that kind of oh, right, yeah, little, yeah, so, yeah. little hints that you know at that age yeah. she's kind of they're the kind of situations where you start to learn about how society works and how you can have an impact on things, can't you? And how you it's, it's interesting that because <laughs> I started my first business when I was 11. And that was on the council estate. Mm-hmm. And it was because there was no money, and I had to create some money somehow. So I used to go around all the dumps, collect bits of bikes, and make bikes. It would have been just up your street. Oh, yeah, I used okay. to make bikes, and then I used to sell them to the kids on the council estate. Uh-huh. And I'd do repairs and stuff like that. Um, did they come with a 12-month warranty? Well, I, 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 <laughs> there were times when people did try and return the products, and we had some argy-bargy. But the, um, uh, my, my mother said to me, when she'd borrowed money off me, because she didn't have anything, and I did, um, and she, she said to me, by the time you're 21, you're either going to be a millionaire or in prison. Yeah, no, neither neither of really. which happened. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was, yeah. Wow. And she, she got quite cross with me because I had a, a piece of stock um, that she wanted and I told her she could buy it, but I wouldn't give it to her because it was part of my stock. But <laughs> she got cross with me. So we, I mean, we acknowledge your typical Westminster leader who's got no experience, as we would call it, of real life, as we yeah. would call it. Yeah. And, and if we can forgive them for not, you know, ever being able to to get that experience why do we what's the law of, of a, a leader like that why do we keep voting for these people and because very often they're the only people to vote for mm. okay you know the, the, if you're brought up in a privileged situation you go to somewhere like Eton and you're actually told on a daily basis that you should be running the world that's what you're going to do yeah. If you're brought up on a council estate in a secondary modern school and you're told that your role in life is to go and be a tradesperson or, you know, a labourer, that's what you do, mm-hmm. you know, because we take on, uh, by, obviously by example, observation around us, but also we end up believing what we're told. Yeah, yeah, well, I had a very... I had a, my trajectory in life was set quite early on and I did, you know, nothing too spectacular, but I went to a, a gra- the local grammar school because I passed mm-hmm. this magical test when I was 10 called the 11 plus so I was then split off so how comes you did it at 10 if it's the 11 plus uh, well you do, you do it in year 6 don't you so you're, <laughs> you're 10 or 11 yeah. I'm, I'm, you know you do it at the start of year 6 so I was, I was 10 mm. but I was 11 when I went to the next one anyway mm. yeah, I went to the local grammar school and there was a picture of this chap called Harold Wilson on the All wall right, yeah. he's a prime minister you know in the 70s oh, I'm actually watching did he have to go to your school yeah Right. Yeah, so, you know, I was very much to that kind of, mm. you know, you will 
be in a position of power when you grow up. Not necessarily prime minister. It wasn't that level yeah. of school. There weren't. It wasn't like long tails and hats and all that weird stuff. <laughs> um, but you know, you got a picture of a prime minister when you go in, and he went to the same school. You know, there's an expectation that. You, uh, and I, but very early on, I was like, I was pretty good um, academically, um, but. I was taking an art route, so I was more of the creative side, so I was a bit of an outsider at that school, really. Um, mm. Academically, well, I did enough to get through all those lessons. Anyway, um, but yeah, no, like, so that kind of forced me to kind of reevaluate my route in life a little bit. And I ain't Prime Minister yet. As you no, may, no, 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 I, I think notice. you will be. And I'm 38, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm lagging behind. Yeah. But there's still time, I guess. Yeah, you'll um, get there. You'll get there. Uh, so yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? But I get. For someone, let's 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 pick Donald Trump instead of picking on Boris. How how would you? How can? Is it possible for Donald Trump to learn that emotional intelligence now? Is he too late? Is he too far gone? The, the, no, the, the well, issue. If, had, if he was sat right there now, and you had the chance to say something to him for a few minutes, how would you set him on a path? But he'd, he'd think we're a couple of nutters, you know, <laughs> pinkos or whatever. The, the the issue for someone like Trumpy. And, and his biggest problem is, and this is the problem for everybody who attempts to change, is you have to have insight. If you don't have insight, you can't change. Mm. Because you always think that you're right and everybody else is wrong. Right. Yeah? And, and that, that whole issue about having insight and empathy, which is the beginning of psychopathy... Is it impossible yeah. to teach someone insight? Because I, I watched the BBC version of Scrooge, or Christmas Carol, sorry, right. over Christmas... Yeah. Um, Guy Pierce as Ebenezer Scrooge, and it was yeah. pretty dark. Actually, it's still on the iPlayer. But he was obviously someone who lacked empathy mm. completely, but was taught it in a quite extreme way by these ghosts of Christmas. But, but the, the thing about that, and it's, it's something that we, we've said a few times on, on this podcast, is that the only reasons people change is either pain or awareness. If you if you're awake enough, you've got enough insight and awareness, then you change naturally and you grow and evolve. Yeah. The alternative to that is life becomes so painful, and that pain can be physical, emotional cognitive, financial, whatever the pain is, if the pain is sufficient, then you will wake up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or die. Yeah. yeah, well, Scrooge was taught the pain that he was inflicting on others yeah. through this amazing awareness that he was, that he was taught. But, but, but pain was the trigger, because mm. he hurt in the story, he actually hurt. So that's, what, that's the thing that makes the difference. And what is it that, this sounds horrible, but what is it that would make someone like Trumpy hurt enough to want to change mm. and that, that's the thing that you have to think of it's like why should someone change you know what's the point of change because if what they're doing works for them and from his point of view his attitude has made him a lot of money it's given him this position of power you know he must be right must not he mm. he must be right because he's in his world is successful yeah mm? oh. yeah it's fascinating isn't it but the thing is that the way I see it, and I could be bonkers, but the way I see it is that, that we're in this world of the rise of the successful psychopaths. They're all around us, uh, and they seem to be gaining ground. Yep. You know, you've got someone like Gandhi who represents the complete reverse of that, yeah, as opposed to all the other egotists that come after that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe it's pain that we need to... Or maybe, you know, this stuff that's going on with Iran at the moment could get very serious. I mean, it's already very serious, but it could, you know... 
But it, all you need is that to kick off. Because, I mean, when I'm in Do Qatar... Do need the pain and loss when I'm in of Qatar, millions of people? You can see Iran across the water, aren't you? Mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's not very far away. It's just the Straits of Hormuz, isn't it? It's over there. Yeah. Um, is it still going to be safe for you to go there, do you think? Um, it, if, I, if I do go back, it will be, my next visit will be May. Right. So either it will be in full flood or may not you know, be over. I don't know. Yeah. But the, um, the, the issue uh, in any of those situations in the Middle East is if it kicks off, we could lose our oil supplies. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And overnight, it's not a case of fuel prices could go up. There could be no fuel. Yeah, there could be no diesel. There could be no petrol. Mm-hmm. You know, no gas. Yeah, yeah. Well, I you know I think a lot about that stuff environmentally, and uh, I think that's the only thing that's going to kind of get us to shift is, is serious. Mm. You know, we had the old crisis in the seventies, wasn't it? And rationing came in to yeah. play and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, we'll get to that point anyway. But it's it's just sad that it takes the thing like you know the threat of war and potentially the, the death of hundreds of thousands of people but it, it, if you look at the way our societies are constructed all you've got to do is take one element out like if you take the fuel out then you've got no food mm-hmm. because all the food comes on transport that's fueled yeah all right absolutely I mean, man it's, it's like just that one event in the middle east could, could completely change if not devastate the whole of our world mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and we're we'll at the top of that yeah. disposable cup, man. That plastic is like oil made solid, isn't it? So yeah. Hey It says it is recyclable. Recyclable. Whether it actually be recycled. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Anyway, yeah. um, interesting times, isn't it? But yeah, I mean, in terms of energy and actual energy to get stuff done, you know, you think about sporting heroes. You know, they come, to, they get to, the, to my age, actually, thirty-eight, and they're over the hill early mid 30s is when a footballer or like a rugby mm. star or mm. cricketer will start to show the signs of oh, they're, they're, uh, they're starting to get a bit over the hill but in terms of energy you need for business or for, for politics or for life um, you know you can be 60s 70s 80s and, and still the, have the, the energy the biggest level of startups in the UK is in the over 60s right yeah Start up new enterprises. Yeah, um, and that mm. is is because I mean people are generally younger. They re- we reckon we're about twenty years younger than previous generations. Mm-hmm. So someone would be doing at sixty what they were doing at forty, you know, a couple of generations ago. All right. Yeah. So there's still hope for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, you're I'm not get a washed that. up thirty-eight year old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, so so my my theory is that if I'm twenty years younger, by the time I get to seventy, I'll actually be fifty. So I'll be fine. Perfect. There you go. I didn't right. quite get that. Neither did I. Siri, that, listening in. That is, is crazy, that. <laughs> How, how's that for stressful technology? She interferes. She's listening in, man. We, only yeah. if we could, we could do an episode with Siri, maybe, one, one day. Get us to talk to her, Siri. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. she probably knows more than us about all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, you do see people a lot younger than me, uh, straight out of school even, or even at school, who back the energy and the kind of the spring in their step I work with so many people that are in their 30s and 40s who are old people mm. they've got old attitudes, old bodies, old minds um, and they are already in decline whereas when I do the work with the U3A University of the Third Age I've got people that are in their 80s and 90s and they're young, they're supple their minds are bright you know. Yep. and it makes you realise that Physical age has nothing to do with maturity or wisdom. Um, 
I think it's true. I say that we've, in our society, we tend to trade um, wisdom for knowledge and think that we know things when we don't have the wisdom to understand it. But you can meet loads of people who are old who have no wisdom. Mm. You know, they may have knowledge. But yeah, exactly. Know. You can be on this earth for 100 years and not learn anything. Yeah. Or very little. Yeah. Um, or you can be on the planet for 34 years, yeah. like, this, like this lady. And yeah. I don't know how she's doing, to be honest, and how well she's been received. Um, you know, it's politics. So there's probably quite a bit of mudslinging um, and a, a good chunk of people that didn't vote for her. But would, it, but, would you consider, if you had somebody in this country who was being put up as Prime Minister, who was in their 30s, would you see that as young? Uh, yes, yeah, so, oh yeah, for politics, very young. Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't hold it against them, yeah. such, you know. Uh, it, it's, it's not the body, it's what's coming out of the heart and the mind. Yeah, and it's also, a lot of this stuff comes down to a willingness to learn new things, isn't it, and mm. be ready to adapt. But that's what keeps you young. Mm. It's the learning. Once you stop learning, we know that, that you produce more brain cells if you learn. So people in their 90s can have bigger brains than people in their 30s because they're learning. Yep. Once you stop learning, if you get into that 30, 40 phase where you just go, nah, and stop, then your brain starts to shrink. Mm-hmm. It gets smaller. And it's game over. Yeah. Yeah, and that comes back to live in the present, isn't it, man? Just yeah, be yeah. ready to analyse what's going on around you and enjoy it. It, it, it to me it comes back to this thing about every morning the universe gives you a cheque for 24 hours how are you going to spend it mm-hmm. yeah, are you going to invest it, you're going to throw it away what are you going to do with it Yep. Yep. and what better time, you know we're at the start of a new decade here mm-hmm. to get your, get your shit together excuse, yep. excuse the language and find something that gets you up in the morning and gets you excited yeah, and that's the key, isn't it? Because that's what we've talked about loads of times, is you and I don't really go to work because we do what we enjoy. Mm-hmm. So we get up and get on with our lives. And there may be a transaction where people give us money for it, so you know we survive and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah? Which but, reminds me you owe me a bit, actually. <laughs> I've just paid you. <laughs> <laughs> go on, yeah. yeah and no interest. <laughs> the, uh, um, but that, what that means is, is that that you and I are not wage slaves. We don't go into that situation of like, you know, oh my God, I've got to go to work. Mm-hmm. We get up and do what we do. Yeah. And that, that does, doesn't mean we're privileged. It no, means no. we created what we, what we needed. And, yeah, and it doesn't mean if you are a wage slave that, that you know, you can, you can be getting a monthly salary and enjoying it. And getting, yeah, no, no, that, that's the know. trick. It's like if you wake up with a smile on your face, you've cracked it. If yeah. you wake up thinking, oh my God, not again, something needs to change. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. All right. That's um, got to be the key. Anything else you want to mention? No, I'm good. I'm Which, good. Yeah. I, the, the whole thing for me is, I think for all of us, everyone that's listening to this, but humanity in general, we're moving into very difficult times, and those difficult times are going to happen on all kinds of levels, um, environmentally. I mean, look at what's going on in Australia at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it's wow. horrendous. You know, there are lots of challenges that are going to face us. Now, how many of us survive this? in the human race, we don't know. Um, the thing that I do know is that if we individually look after each other, we will all get through this. But you have to have that insight and that shift of, of mindset to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And that's something that we all have the ability to do. Everybody you meet, you can either make it... Your, your greetings are either declarations of love or declarations of war, depending on how you do it. Yeah. You know? Definitely, and you're never yeah. too old to learn or to change. Yeah. Right, yeah. whether you listen to this and you're 16 or you're 65. Yeah. 
plus or 160 165 yeah yeah well imagine uh, what's your resource um, mine is uh, it, it's a, a, a list verse um, article which is about teenagers who have made breakthroughs mm. yeah and I, I think that it's really good these are medical breakthroughs that have been made by teenagers cool and that just shows that you don't have to have age to be connected and to be doing stuff and to be switched on yeah yeah, and that's a bit. Of the you could be an eleven-year-old in a council yeah. estate selling bikes, bits of bikes, bits yeah. of bikes to, yeah. to other kids. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to do that. No, you need some kind of, you need a form and an insurance and, and a license and, a and license. health and safety certificate. Yeah. <laughs> you can't go crawling across that dump to find these yeah. bits. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Mine is The Crown, so I've been watching The Crown on Netflix. Mm. Um, I think it's it's an interesting show. It's not like a cliffhanger type thing, but it's very watchable and historically assume it's reasonably ac- accurate. But also in terms of this episode, you know, that role of leadership was thrust upon uh, Queen Elizabeth II at a very early age in life, yeah. you know, and she was being prepared when she was a kid for this role. But she, well, no, she, she had, wasn't, was she? Because she was never intended to... to uh, are you sure? Yeah. Oh, right, I'm like, I saw Brit last night where she no, was like... I, I thought that, that it, it was only because of the abdication uh, that she ended up in that situation. Maybe I have been ne- paying attention She would never attended. If, if, if uh, her uncle had stayed as king mm. and had reproduced, then she wouldn't have been anywhere near it. Oh, right, I might yeah. be wrong. Anyway, watch yeah. it. <laughs> and from that point of view, I, th- I think she was amazing yeah. to do what she's done. It's incredible. Oh, and she, the, the lids popped off. The um, lids popped. Yeah, so watch The Crown if you can, because yeah, it's really fascinating, actually, in terms of yeah, mm. you know, leadership for the people in this, these positions that have no real choices to... Yeah. Whether they're the queen or they're a prince or whatever. Or, anyway, fascinating stuff. Yeah. Um, Livingthepresent.co.uk, all the show notes and links and Sean's blog posts. We're getting back in the habit of that. Yeah are all online and do get in touch if there's anything you would like us to discuss um sean have a good week and you stay happy see you later (laughs) bye bye